let's go back to the river. If you had a river and you kept dropping dirt on dirt in it or you kept dropping um, nuclear waste like all the corporations are doing in some of our rivers today. If you kept dropping that on there, what you're going to end up doing is you, it's going to get congested. It's going to get polluted. And over time, that river is going to be a detriment to the environment and it's going to mess up the entire ecosystem. Now, you may wonder, well, I thought the river would just be dirty and that'd be it. Well, the river will be dirty, which will kill some of the birds, will create some, maybe some destructive algae or some uh, some plants that grow up there and become um, poisonous. Those poisonous animals, somebody fish, eat it, they pass it on, they, you know, that's gonna lead to more tragedy. Like, and the entire ecosystem is screwed up. And if you like even lose the water source, you might kill off anything, you know? So when you block things, when you get things dirty, over time it becomes a mess and when it becomes a mess if you don't clean it up it becomes a disaster and when it becomes a disaster if you really don't clean it up then you're gonna get an eviction notice abandoned building notice then you're gonna have to abandon the building but the thing is when it's a physical building or a river there's a chance you can migrate but I don't think they discovered a way yet, and if they did, I wouldn't recommend you do it, to transfer your body from one house to another temple. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host, and I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. important to go outside and take some time to breathe go outside and take time to breathe trees I hear the birds I heard like a chicken wait yeah I heard like this this is like pretty much the island in my backyard it's like I'm back in Haiti that's why I'm wearing the star hat so we have to embrace outdoors more and if we don't, then we're gonna be out of touch with nature. We're gonna be out of touch with the source, which is outside. So let's start with a couple of deep breaths. How about that? 
So you're gonna inhale through your nose, but you're gonna use your diaphragm to expand and breathe in. All right, so you're gonna inhale through your nose. And exhale out your mouth. So now you're gonna breathe with your hands. And what I mean by that is you're gonna mirror the, your lungs or your diaphragm. Now you're gonna breathe in one nostril and you're gonna exhale out the other. What's going on, Jeff? Shout out to Jeff Noel doing big things. Just breathe in and out. How does that feel? Now we're gonna do a little bit of fire breathing. When you go up, you're gonna take a deep breath. When you go down, you're gonna exhale. All right, so it's gonna look like this. Mimic the breathing, mimic your lung or mimic your diaphragm with your hands. I feel more energy. I feel a lot more oxygen to the brain, more blood flow. That feels much better. So there's a discovery that's been ancient, but recently discovered by here in America or the Western world about depression and anxiety. So they discovered that inflammation and depression is directly correlated, which means the same thing that causes disease in your body causes mental dis-ease in your mind. So this has been known in Chinese medicine and other Eastern philosophies and other medicines for thousands of years or hundreds of years. But we're just now talking about it here because a lot of the things that are ancient knowledge don't get trickled down to our world when, until they wanna put their label or their stamp on it, you know what I mean? It's usually like whitewash, washed pretty much. It came from ancient culture, Eastern philosophy, and then somehow it got here in the Western world in the US, and somehow some scientists discovered it. In other words, they finally talked about the things that they've always been talking about. To say that inflammation and depression is correlated. 
which means when you're inflamed, you when your blood vessels narrow, when there's a lot of heat, when you're congested, when there's stuck energy, that's causing you to be depressed. So what can you do about inflammation? So inflammation causes disease. What causes inflammation? So stagnation causes inflammation, causes stagnation. Stagnation causes inflammation, right? Which causes disease. Stagnation causes inflammation, which causes disease. So we have to go back to the stagnation point and say, okay, now how do I release that stagnation? How do I move so that my energy can flow, so my blood can flow, so I can have more blood flow? What's the step? All right, you could exercise. That's number one way because they actually found out that exercise is just as effective as any medication on the market to actually reversing depression. So instead of taking drugs that stimulate your blood juices like oxytocin so to somehow fix the chemical imbalance, all you got to do is work out and you're going to get those chemicals released for free. So one of the things you can do is just exercise. Now the second thing is accumulation leads to stagnation. So you don't just get stuck, right? You get a bunch of stuff accumulated and now it gets stuck. So let's think about a hoarder, somebody who hoarders a lot of things. And a person who hoarders a lot of things is a person who doesn't want to let go because they never know when they're going to need it, right? So you ask somebody, why do you keep all of these things when you don't necessarily need them? And the person is going to tell you straight up, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know when I might need it. So it's like holding a grudge. We hold grudges for our safety against characters that we don't think we should reintroduce in our lives. Usually when we hold a grudge, we're not holding a grudge against the person we're holding the grudge against. We're holding the grudge against every person like that person or that has any resemblance, any cues that reminds you of that person, you're holding a grudge against that. And you could hold a grudge against ideas, cultures, races. So many grudges can be held. So that's accumulation. It's almost like being a hoarder ordering emotions because you don't know when you're going to need them for your protection, for your pseudo wellness. So what we do is we accumulate these emotional states. Sometimes it can be the reverse version of grudge, but guilt, which is like instead of holding against somebody, you're holding against yourself. So that's really bad because... I mean, why would you want to be your worst enemy? I don't know, but we do it, I do it, and that's part of the human experience. So I'm not here to judge the human experience or tell you to do a different way, but it's about seeing it. So accumulation leads to stagnation, leads to inflammation, which leads to disease. So you could accumulate emotional states, you could accumulate toxins in your body, literally in your blood vessels, you could accumulate um, stuck energy, stuck emotions in your muscles, which means you're going to hold anger in your butt, right? You're going to hold it right around the leg area. 
you're gonna hold anxiety up in your shoulders. Um, also, some women also get shoulders up tight when they're angry as well. Men poke the chest out when they're angry. So your spleen is gonna be affected by worry, which is your digestive system. And that's gonna weaken your immune system. So everything is intercorrelated, right? So you don't look at just one aspect. You gotta look at what's going on, right? So it's basic. You wanna say, you wanna reverse and you wanna start from how you're feeling, right? So how you're feeling is the physical, right? Not just how you're feeling as in a mental state, but I'm talking about how you're feeling in your body. Like where, where do you feel pain? Is it in your fingers and your wrists? Where is the pain at, right? How do you feel as far as your energy level? As as like, can you do you feel like you can move? Like, do you go up a flight of stairs and just get super tired really fast? Like, how is your physical state? When you start from that point, now you could reverse engineer that to realize, oh, okay, okay, now I can see what I need to do. So you can just work and stretch those parts out. That's gonna release that accumulation, that stagnation in those tender areas. And then another one is you wanna ask yourself, how am I feeling as it relates to your emotions? Like, do you feel angry? Do you feel worried? Do you feel anxious? Are you in the depressive mode? Um, what, what are you feeling? How are you feeling? So it's just not, not, not just the physical, how are you feeling, but it's also the mental, the emotional, right? So that's another one. Another one is the digestive. So your gut has a lot of sensations which communicates your emotions, okay? Remember that one, your gut has a lot of sensations. There are different gut sensations actually um, to help your survival, to help operate your limbic system. So your gut is, uh, has its own nervous system within it, all right? So if I go to the science of that, your gut has its own nervous system, which means that your gut sensations are communicating about your emotional states. So what I mean by that is you have to start to listen to your gut as in to see, do you feel it boiling? Do you feel it stuck uptight? Do you feel butterflies? Or I say, do you feel bats or butterflies? Do you feel uh, bats of apprehension or butterflies of excitement? What do you feel in your belly? Is it hurting? You're getting a stomach ache? Like all of that is going to tell you about your emotional states. So how do you work that backwards, right? So you know when you're nervous, what happens, right? You start to start to want to pee, right? You feel like you got to go to the bathroom. Um, like down here starts, you feel like, I don't know, like butterflies when you're nervous. Yeah, it's like butterflies, I say, but when you're excited, it's like butterflies that feels tingly and it's happy. But when you're, don't know what's really going to happen and, you, and you're kind of fearful, so you're worried, it's more like bats. And the difference is when you're worried and fearful, the bats are just like hitting the walls. So you don't, there's no control. Like when you're excited, it's like butterflies because they're just like making sounds and they're just like flowing around your belly and you're like, you got that tangly butterfly like feeling outside-ish, outdoors, nature-like vibe. But the bat is like, you know, cave, dark, 
you know, you know, like scary, fearful. So that's those two sensations actually are about the same thing, except the label that our mind puts on it. So that's when we go into the amygdalin brain that has to do with fight, flight, fear responses. Like automatically you label something as being like something you should be scared of as opposed to something you should be excited for. So all of these things going to tell you about yourself. So another thing that's going to tell you about yourself is what you're craving, the type of food you want, right? Do you want salty, sweet? Do you want crunchy? Do you want um, creamy? What type of foods do you want? So that's what I mean by taking a whole holistic approach. And I put a whole as in H, I mean W-H-O-L-E just to emphasize, like looking all around rather than looking at one aspect. If you go to the cycle, you go to your psychotherapist, a lot of times you'll talk about just the like mental reasoning aspect. You know what I mean? Like, let's label this, let's put a scientific term on it, as opposed to let's see the entire scope of how you're dealing with the life experience. I think we need to start from, let's look at the entire scope on how you're dealing with, the, with your life experience. It's, I mean, that's a way of putting it, you know, and I think it's a good way of putting it because I think at the end of the day, that's what the difference between depression and being influent in your mental health and your holistic wellness is like, how do you feel like you're being able to handle all the things thrown at you? Not just on a physical level, but on a mental, emotional level. So I think that is that the resiliency strength um, component is like how are you able to withstand the circumstances based on your um, clarity as a being when it relates to like psychological, physical, emotional, and spiritual. So it's really about clearing yourself up, like cleaning yourself, keeping yourself running smoothly like a pretty much like a stream or a river and not putting dirt in your river or not having any blockages that's going to stop the water from flowing. So think about a river. The, the way that a river keeps clean is that the water has to keep moving. The ocean has it that it always continuously crashes waves to the shore. The reason why that is is if the ocean does not move, then it's gonna get congested. It's not gonna be able to get rid of excess. So excess is what our body works to get rid of. That's what our digestive system, triple heater, and Chinese medicine really does. It gets rid of excess energy, excess heat. So we have to start from that point, the excess, right? And then we also have to learn how to store the good excess energy to heal our body and then get rid of the dirty excess to heal our body as well, right? So let's go back to the river. If you had a river and you kept dropping dirt, on, dirt in it or you kept dropping um, nuclear waste, 
like all the corporations are doing in some of our rivers today. If you kept dropping that on there, what you're going to end up doing is you, it's going to get congested. It's going to get polluted. And over time, that river is going to be a detriment to the environment. And it's going to mess up the entire ecosystem. Now, you may wonder, well, I thought the river would just be dirty and that'd be it. Well, the river will be dirty, which will kill some of the birds, will create some, maybe some destructive algae or some, uh, some plants that grow up there and become um, poisonous. Those poisonous animals, somebody fish, eat it, they pass it on, they, you know, that's going to lead to more tragedy. Like, and the entire ecosystem is screwed up. And if you, like, even lose the water source, you might kill off anything, you know? So when you block things, when you get things dirty, over time, it becomes a mess. And when it becomes a mess, if you don't clean it up, it becomes a disaster. And when it becomes a disaster, if you really don't clean it up, then... You're gonna get an eviction notice, abandoned building notice. Then you're gonna have to abandon the building. But the thing is, when it's a physical building or a river, there's a chance you can migrate. But I don't think they discovered a way yet. And if they did, I wouldn't recommend you do it to transfer your body from one house to another temple. So you can't really do that yet in this world. And if you could, I wouldn't recommend it. But there isn't that. Until you spiritually transmute to a different being, you can't change bodies. So when your ocean, when your wave of your meridian system and your nervous system and your limbic system and your flow is constricted, you gotta do the work to get rid of that, right? So constriction, a lot has to do with clogged arteries. So a lot of people have a lot of clogged arteries, um, not just because of what they eat, but because of what's eating them. Shout out to Les Brown, who says, most people are not dying just because of what they eat, but, but what's eating them. So most people have clogged arteries, not simply because of what they're eating, but because of what's eating at them or what's eating them. So by what's eating them, I'm talking about frustration, resentment, shame, blame, guilt. All of these emotional states that are eating at you every single day because you literally gave them a compartment and it's just a wrapped and it keeps coming out and trying to eat pieces of your mental time and your mental energy and your mental food, your spiritual food. And what you're getting, you're getting starved mentally, spiritually, physically. And then you're like, you need something. And then that's what leads to that depressive um, down swirl is because there's like, there's an imbalance and there's things you eating that's constricting your blood flow, which is um, like white animal fat, white sugar, dairy, um, eating a lot of starch, eating like fried foods, like you're eating a lot of sugary beverages, carbonated beverages, all of these things clogs up your arteries. And then you go, you have a conversation with a really negative person 
So that's starting to eat at you. And you have to think about this part. You don't have to, but in your mind, you feel like to come to a conclusion, you have to create all the, the whole essay. You're like, if I need to come to a conclusion, I need to write a whole essay in my head. So a lot of times we think we have to think about these things when in reality to come to a conclusion is to just close the damn book. So I think I should have been a smarter, I should have been smarter uh, when I was in high school and told the teacher the best conclusion is for me to close the damn book and not read the disinformation that is not necessarily true. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's really what we're doing. We're reading information that's not really true, writing a whole essay on it, and coming to a conclusion. We did that in high school all the time. And I mean, a lot of history we read and wrote essays about weren't really true when we grew up and we learned the reality of what the world is. Like, and then we wrote entire essays and we built our beliefs based upon false stories, false essays, and false conclusions. So are we living falsely you know that's what we really want to think about I don't know if we really think about that but that is what we do when we let things eat at us that shouldn't eat at us when we should just literally literally donate that food to the garbage can right donate it to the mental trash can as if there's some things worth focusing on there's something worth putting on your mental top or your desktop, something, some applications, yours gonna click. You wanna go there ASAP, you just know, like this application, I need I need Google Chrome, I can't live without it. Like Google Chrome, you're it. You know, you know you need that, but not everything needs an app, not everything needs it. You don't need everything in your desktop, in your mental top. Some things needs to be in your recycle bin some things don't even need to be for you to be able to see. You need to think about it to search for it, right? Um, because what that will allow you to do, you'll have clarity in your desk. If you had a bunch of stuff on your desk, I have a lot of stuff right now, including a mango, right? A mango which will make your man go berserk. Um, so sometimes you got a lot of things on your desk and it's stuffed up and you can't get your mind right. And you're like, I'm trying to get my head right, but there's like too much stuff around me. So I'm in my room, I'm like, I can't really do this podcast here. It's just, it's a little congested. So I'm like, I'm gonna come outside where I'm gonna be more free so I can express better and I can be at a better mental state. And of course, boom, it works out, works out perfectly. So when you change your environment, you will change your mental attitude which is going to change your mental state would allow you to be better so if you walk into an office with an attitude because you just see some faces that gives you an attitude and you don't even know why you know you just have the attitude so how do you change the attitude well change the environment your attitude is automatically going to evolve so if you went to your house and you saw your daughter your attitude automatically shifted it's like very happy and then you're like attitude shift now you're starting to shift from angry to happy that's how you do in your mind you have to change your mental environment so you can change your attitude so you can change your state so your mental environment is 
literally how free your mind is. That's why I showed you the breathing patterns to free your mind. To let thoughts come into part so you can clear the table of your desktop. But don't occupy it with applications of other people's perceptions or doings on your life. Because what you do is you take what they said or what you perceived and you create a whole essay and you put it on your desktop and you keep reading the essay every time you you get time to think. Every time a light bulb goes off, the light bulb goes to this essay. And you're reading it and it's wasting your life energy. So stop reading that essay, you know, throw that in the trash can, clear up your mental desktop, take some deep breaths, focus on the future, change your mental environment through visualization by imagining you're surrounded with the energy of love, gratitude, and the people you want to be with. Or, or it doesn't have to be just be imaging in the people you want in your life right now, but it can just be imaging in like a state you want to be in or like just, like just imagine what peace would be like will get you peace, right? So the thing about imagination is it literally image in experiences as you imagine it. So that's why when you was a kid and you started to think about, you know, um, what what does kids play with soldier toys? And they knew this. That's why they made it a thing for kids to play with soldier toys is to recruit, right? But this is for a different subject, right? So kids playing with soldier toys, can they can see themselves at war, right? I mean, is that the best thing for a kid? It's imagine. It's very. It's a lot of imagination. But I think we could spend better time thinking, doing other things rather than war. Right? Early on, when your subconscious mind is mostly influenced, you know, there's something there that we need to talk about and look at. That's why you should give your kids something better to imagine by having imagination exercises with them um, on the possibilities, you know, of what bliss and happiness really is. So instead of just imagining a war, we can imagine the most happy, peaceful world ever, right? And in the world of chaos, we kind of need to do that because what that's going to do is it's literally like VR, AR for your mind. So you could do your own virtual reality and augmented reality by just imagining things, right? I mean, if you have augmented reality, AR, then they're going to say you're six... uh, Okay, the word is not coming, but you're seeing things, right? But just like you can see things that may cause you dis-ease or it may cause you more pain... You could see things that cause you to be more at peace. And it's not necessarily seeing things that are not there, but seeing things that has always been there, but you've never seen it. So that's what raising up your intuition and vibration will do through subcultivation, right? So over time, you're able to get to that point where you start to see things other people don't see in the real world right now, right here. So you're like, I'm seeing it, and they're like, I can't see it. Well, that's because in my world, I have this vision power that I cultivated. 
you can cultivate it too if you would like to know know how I can tell you my experience. And I think that's what the world is all about. That's that sharing of, yo, this is my experience. And I think like if we get to that point where we just learn how to share our experiences and how we've able to see the unseen and unsee the seen, the overseen, right? You gotta see the unseen and unsee the overseen. So, and then you're literally gonna be able to write books with your words, you know? Then you're gonna be able to download things because you're just in the flow. I was saying fully living on wisdom. Stay in the flow. 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 Fully living on wisdom. And what that mean is, instead of operating out of a lack mentality, you're going to lack you can operate out of a act mentality, out of a wise viewpoint perspective. And it's at a point where you don't necessarily even have to plan for things, but things just become planned by your intention, right? When you don't have to plan for things, but things become planned by your intention. So today I had a great realization that was kind of cool and then kind of like, yo, maybe I need to step my game up. But then I was like, I don't. I was like, yo, I never necessarily even think about the subject of the podcast or outline anything for it ever. Like, I literally, and I do this all the time, done it for speeches, podcasts, anything, shows. And I realized that I operate better when I don't think about it too much. That's why Drake's song... Don't think about it too much, too much, too much. It's very true because what happens is when you get into your analytical brain, you only depend on yourself to, you only depend on your own power to get energy for, from, right? But when you depend on the power of like everything, you become empowered. That's what stepping in your power and being in your power is. It's not just like being able to use your intellect, but it's being able to directly connect with the highest being and being in one with the divine, releasing the God within you, opening up your third eye, your pituitary gland, and your pituitary gland, and getting that light and just being grounded from top and bottom. You know what I mean? And when you get to that point, and you just, you're going to be able to just download these things for yourself. But what I found out is, let's say your friend asks you for some advice. If you really go from the heart, and the thing about the heart, it's not necessarily referring to the heart, the pump, right? Um, Well, the heart is not just a pump, but it's referring to something much deeper than that. And I think along the times in history, the word heart got diminished, diminished, got uh, in the media, and it became different. So I'm sure there's multiple meanings. I may have to do more research to get that. However, it's referring to something much deeper than just the organ, the heart. It's really referring to um, a community, like a a soul-like 
communication, light like um, source of wisdom point. You know, I just put it in all the words, you know, that can probably get somebody who has no idea what I'm talking about to just feel me. You feel me? I don't have to be analytical. Like I said, connecting is not about being right from the point of scientific perspective. Like, okay, yeah, I know all the, like, ins and ends as it relates to the facts based written on textbooks. I mean, that's duh, you know, Google, Siri will tell you. But it's really being able to connect the dots and also create new perspectives or new ways of putting it. So they say nothing is new under the sun. So if nothing is new under the sun, how can we have new things under the sun? If nothing is really new under the sun. I think what Solomon meant was nothing is new in essence perspective. Because at the base and root, everything is energy. So if everything is energy, everything is energy, and energy is everything. So if everything is energy, energy is everything, energy is the root, then who's the root of energy? Then, oh, the creator must be the source of the energy. So everything is everything. So all is all in one. It's, it's all in one, right? So everything is connected. So that's what a holistic approach is about, is seeing that it's all in one, right? Just like you are divine, right? You are the spirit being within yourself, and you are animal. So you are in one. So that's why God says, created man in his image. Or you can say God created women in her image. However way you want to put it, the thing is, a source gave us a source. So we have individual sources all around the world who can literally, within their own source, create resources to solve problems and create opportunities in the world, to maintain, to rule the world, to maintain the plants, and to make sure everything's running smoothly. So we are literally beings of light, sentient beings placed on earth to literally light up the world and be the light. I mean, this is amazing responsibility. So I say all of that to say is we can't just look at things from a little micro perspective. We can't look at depression from a chemical imbalance. We have to look at what is what do I not see about myself that's causing something to be stuck in the spiritual realm, the physical realm, my mental realm, and my emotional states? What is causing stagnation in one of those? What is causing stagnation in the Jin Shen Chi fields? What is causing energy to be stuck only then we can start to release those alright so I hope this podcast was able to serve you today it's the holistic motivator and I want to thank you all for really watching this I've been doing this on a daily for 10am Some I haven't done it the last two days did it the two days before 
Um, but on a consistent basis, more than likely, I have this podcast daily. And it's also on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to go. You can watch it. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.